To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. Episode 139, we back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on all the popular platforms you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Stevens, alongside Coach Kurt. We are the Misfits of the Headways. We bring you the, pop- the podcast to keep the barbershops jumping and the water coolers pumping with NFL, hot takes, NBA fast breaks. Coach Kurt, what's going on, good brother? How you doing out there? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing exceptionally well. I'm ready for another exciting episode so please 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 help us to continue to grow for all those that are coming on live and for those that are watching the replay come support us as we uh we break things down and say what you would like to say if you had the ability to say it and we make you sound smarter every time that you're in our presence we appreciate you let's get it let's go how you feeling sir i think we got some great topics that the people are going to enjoy tonight Absolutely, absolutely. You definitely do. Listen, if you don't take nothing away from this, check your posts. Check your posts. I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like that. If you ain't gonna take nothing away from this show, check your posts. Check your because uh, this is gonna be a good one, man. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. NBA uh is, is definitely booming back in business, and uh we're rolling on uh, going into uh uh March Madness and into the playoff push. So we are there with that. And the NFL combines this week, ladies and gentlemen. It is the NFL offseason, but the NFL doesn't have offseason, let me tell it. It's very, very seldom, a very, very few moments in life right now that yeah. NFL ain't got something going on. So yeah, NFL Combine starts on Thursday. We get into, uh, to look at these young prospects and these guys that are, uh, could be uh, showstoppers for you on Sunday. Yeah, so we're yeah. gonna get a good look at that. We're gonna take a gander at that to preview that and talk about exactly who we're looking at in regards to talent, um, position groups. You know, certain players we might have our eyes on, and maybe a few sleepers. Guys that we think that might, uh, you know, show us some different things on on uh, throughout the weekend that may, uh, you know, up their draft stock. So we'll yeah. get into that and, and much more. Uh, we also got a topic to talk about in regards to some quarterbacks today. Uh, Justin Fields and, and uh, Russell Wilson been in the news here lately. Uh, so we got that on deck as well. So uh, we're going to jump right into it, man. We're going to jump right into it. Anybody in the chat, let us know you're there. And uh, yeah. we'll replay, you know, let us know in the comments exactly how you feel about these uh, hot takes we have. Um, you know, sometimes they are right on par, although some people call it hot. But, you know, just, you know, sometimes we just got to tell the truth about business. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Boils yeah. Down to. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, we get into our first topic here. It's funny that uh, we always seem to broach these topics and something, you know, drastically different happens based upon what we're talking about. Yeah. And and that and then that, that that that's holds true. It holds true again with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> so <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks are, are, are trending right now. Um and actually they're actually playing the Cavaliers at this very moment, and they are uh down one with 23 seconds left. So we'll see how that goes. But I say all that to say it seems that we bring up these particular teams that are seem to be on a hot streak, and guess what happens? They get black, they get they they lose, right? They they lose, they get they get they get railroaded by you yeah. know a decent margin. So they were hot ever since they made these trades, as you see on the screen here. Uh yeah. and lost the game. But then uh the the, the Pacers uh decide to uh stand on business yes. uh, a la Cam Newton. And uh <laughs> don't don't speed past that. I hope people called. Yeah, hope they decide to stand on business a la Cam Newton and, and, and beat the pay and beat the Mavericks uh going away. I want to say it was about 133 to 113, something of that nature was the final score. It was a lot to a little bit uh, yeah, when it comes down yeah. to the final score. But um, but outside of they, that, they slung them around. They didn't they didn't have to beat them up, but they slung them around. They held they held one in a headlock. Right. And, and they gripped on the they gripped on the other one who thought that exactly. uh, that somebody was sweet, you know, six five, two sixty. 
yeah. running over the linebackers. They still don't the same. Listen, it ain't the same people you go against yeah. in 717. It ain't the same. As That's they it. say, watching great whites and swimming with them are two, two different things. things. <laughs> two different things all together. Absolutely. But, um, you know, speaking about the Dallas Mavericks, like I said, they have yeah. been trending. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with this game, but 23 seconds left of them down one. Uh, if that'll be two losses in a row, if they do lose. However, uh, their last 10 games have been pretty good. And I, and I argue back to the idea that they were good and been good since the trade deadline and with the trades they made to get uh, some people that weren't really working out with the team out and some guys in. I do like what they did with Daniel Gafford uh, when it comes down to that trade. I do like that. And I do like what they did with P.J. Washington. I think those are two good pieces that they added, good depth pieces that they added that might mesh well or mesh better with you know, the, the likes of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um. So getting into that, like I said, we talk about looking in this group, right? You know, they've been surging since the trade deadline, and 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 that's that, and that's always a part I hate because again, we 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 talk about a topic over the weekend, and we said we're going to talk about it, and then they lose on Sunday, and then it's they're in danger of losing again. But again, that doesn't that doesn't sully the fact that they've won seven out of ten. Yeah, it's seem to be more balanced since the, since the trade deadline, the couple of trades that they made. So now that you see, you know, with this with this new particular roster, right? Let me give you a gander here. You know, with the new guys they have on on in house, you know, I'm gonna throw it over to you, Kurt. You know, do you think the Mavericks have done enough to make noise in the West? Man, I would love to say yes, mm-hmm. um, they have, but I will say what they've done is put themselves in a position to make things uncomfortable. But I don't think that they've done enough to put them in the upper echelon of the division. Uh, when you're looking at a team that is super, super two-man dominant and and so dependent on scoring from two – well, one extremely, extremely uh, player-focused single entity and then another savant that has health issues – that doesn't bode well because, again, what we've seen many times is that when, you know, the old saying, if you 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 chop off the head, the body will fall. They they if you look that saying up, there's a picture of Luca right there in the dictionary. Right. Because they are so dominant, dependent mm-hmm. from Luca. And scoring, especially, and we've said this a number of times, and again, you're talking about things that we get ready to talk about and things shift, but one thing that has been constant that we've highlighted is the wear and tear on Luka and how, again, 82-game season with so much on his shoulders, it it, it stresses him when you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So... These trades, and again, I'm going to say this. I don't know why the NBA has any draft picks past the second round. I really say I don't know why you have draft picks past the first. Unlike the NFL, when you can find gems in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round, Mm -hmm. I would love to do – I would love for someone to do analysis on the number of players in the second, third, and fourth rounds. Well, that's the thing. It's only two rounds. It's only two rounds in the NBA draft. Well, yeah, and that's why, again, going back, mm-hmm. why is there even two rounds? Let's well, just do one round. Well, let, let, let's just do one round, put everybody else in a player pool. Okay. 
and and just pick those players. Let, right. let create a one day draft, and everybody else is undrafted free agents that can go and be picked up based out how you see fit. I, okay. I just don't understand because again, based off the trade, you get in draft picks. That doesn't do, that really doesn't do anything in my opinion for the NBA. It 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 doesn't it doesn't shift the 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 landscape mm. at all. But uh, again, going back, even though like you said, they've gone seven out of ten. My thing is the trade helped, but it didn't help enough okay. for them because they still are again they're super dependent on two people. And if anybody gets cold, anyone gets hurt, anyone's having an off night, I've said this before, sometimes you become a victim of your own circumstances. And even though you don't want the team to do this, they become passive, get stagnant, and let two people score. And mm-hmm. everybody else is there watching. And I think this is still going to hold true for Dallas. I really wish it wouldn't, but we've seen this right this is like making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches there's only so many ways you can jazz it up you're not gonna switch it up too many ways but the jelly different kind of bread but it's still the same right come on it's it's still gonna be peanut butter and jelly you may go jelly and peanut butter but like you said we may switch it up from great on the peanut butter light on the jelly but it's still (laughs) there you go you may grill it you may get real fancy you know what i'm saying you may grill it and cut the corners off but guess what there you go still peanut butter and jelly so yeah i don't think it's done anything especially looking at the division I don't or the conference, I don't think it's done anything to put them in a place that if they have to go seven games, that they 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 have made people nervous. They're, they can make people tight, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it taking them over uh over the hump and, and and putting them in a place that they're true contenders. So that's my thoughts. How you feel uh yeah. about about this? Well, I have a slightly different take, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because just looking at what they've done since the trade uh, has been made and they've got these guys into the fold, like I said, when Daniel Gavin first got there, he had like a 20-point game the very first night, you know, which aided in in, in them, you know, winning in, in glowing fashion. I think it was against the Knicks. Um, but regardless of that, you know, I think that this team, to me, gives me more of, uh, I guess you can say, a vibe like the team that went to the conference finals a few years ago. Okay. Um, they're, more, they're, more, they're more balanced now. Um, on that, and ironically enough, they lose to the lose to the Cavaliers. Uh, so they two they two down now. They lose about okay. two into the Cavaliers in Cleveland. So yeah, okay. Every time we talk about them again, they, they here we go with uh <laughs> losing right. <laughs> but but you know, but again, I think that holistically the team is 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 much more balanced. I do like what they did to the trade deadline. I do. Okay. Um, you know, and, and to give you a quick point about the draft. Um, you know, I I'm a disagreement over them splitting up for two days. Um, I think that's them trying to grasp the straws and try to compete with the NFL. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Adam Silver. I love you. I love the NBA, but you're not competing with the NFL right now. It's no. it's too much of a juggernaut. There's too much money involved. It's, no. the, the world is literally, sports world is literally revolving around the NFL right now. I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah. So just do one tactic, day. Just do one day. Is that, this is just the tactics that you're trying to do to, to employ, uh, I guess you can say, uh, you know, I guess you can say some publicity, some publicity, get the word out right. Publicity, publicity, yeah. Yeah, or it's just to drive up, you know, drive up uh, interest. That's the word. Yeah. Or drive up interest, and it's not working. I mean, this is yeah. was cool, um, but that's still they move the needle. Um, you can see the All-Star break. We talked about it last week. That was a, it was a complete flop. 
Um, you know, so out of my disagreement about you moving it to two different days, because again, the second round is, is way more lackluster in, in, in large space here lately than it is in the first round. Um, yeah. So them split it up That's doesn't move it for me. But I will say this. Yeah. If you look back in the last 10 years, second round picks are actually valuable. Uh, mm. Oh, the was a second round pick. Uh, so was Draymond Green. Just to name a couple of that mm. are, you know, call the flame level players that were drafted in the second round. So it's not, it's not that you don't get quality in certain spaces in the second round, depending on who you picking and who's in the pool in that time frame. But I do, I do see where you're going, but I do believe that in certain cases, certain instances, you do get quality from the second round. So I do believe that you can still have it, but don't go nowhere past that. I, I, I'm definitely don't expand it more of that and don't expand it more than a day. Cause yeah. I, I promise you nobody's going to watch the second day. No. Gonna, that's going to be a rude awakening for him to realize that that second day of coverage, they ain't going to get no, they ain't going to get no looks. It's a complete flop, like the all-star game. Right. So, um, you know, going back to the the matters itself, though, I do believe that they're, well, they're more balanced, and I think that having complementary pieces like Gafford and P.J. Washington to go along with Kyrie and Luka, but I do agree with you. They do – their team is really health-dependent. If they have two – of them two lightning bolts are in the, on the court together, then they can win a lot of basketball games. But if they're yeah. not, then, again, they go back to a fringe, you know, playing team-type tournament team. Yeah. Right? So, um, but again, if you all things remain equal, they remain healthy, and it, with the with the better the better level of depth that they had, they could ultimately remain healthy. And I'm looking at games that they've won, right? I mean, when they got before they got the trade, they lost to the Timberwolves and about two good teams. It was pretty bad. Yeah. But it's, since then, they beat the 76ers, they beat the Knicks pretty bad, they beat the Thunder real bad, um, they beat the Suns by twenty by ten. So, I would say that this team may 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 really not be ready for prime time when it comes down to. You know, this conference semifinals, semifinals, but I will say this. I do believe it is matchup dependent. Depending on where they land in the standings, who they match up against. And I will I will argue this. Now this you, I think you'll you'll like this. I I would love to see this team go against the Clippers for seven in seven games. Why? What you mean why? Why? I normally agree with some of your takes, and I think you come from a very intellectually sound place. I'm concerned about that. That take right there. Well, the Clippers. Well, you also got to look at the look at the history of it. Luca has sent the Clippers home every year that he's faced them. Number one, like first of all, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have a real big, big time issue dealing with Luca in the playoffs. He's been their nightmare, start for starters. So that there, there's that back history. That that that's the, their history and their past comes to comes to fruition again, right? Okay. You also have hopefully and prayfully a healthy team on both sides. You have the healthy Luca, healthy Kyrie, healthy Kawhi, healthy Paul George, you know, and healthy James Harden to play against each other. And I do believe because again, if you look at it from pound for pound team for team, you've got you got um Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George, you got James Harden, you've got Gafford uh Kyrie and Luca in the you know in the, as as your as your big three on each side, lively versus Zubats you know and things of that nature. The young kid versus you know the the seasoned veteran. I think it's a pretty good matchup if you look at it on paper. I do I do believe that that you might be notoriety name recognition. Yeah, the Clippers got more names, but I I do and I do believe they got a better coach. But I do believe that that's still based upon the fact that the the past they had against each other and in the time the, the times they've had and they literally I think they've gone seven each time they face each other and is this is you know this is definitely void of having Kyrie and having James Harden so you add that in I think it makes for a really good series. And so I think are you saying that for this season? Yeah. That the Clippers facing Dallas mm-hmm. post trade. Yep. 
that they can make the Clippers clip again. I'm not saying they're going to be – you, you hear what I'm saying. I'm saying it'll make yeah. for a good series. And it will test the Clippers early enough to see whether or not they really are about it and they really can get to over the hump and get that get that monkey off their back and get that ugly mystique off the back that they can't, they can't seem to perform in the playoffs for whatever reason. I don't see it going past five this year. Okay. If they if they was to face the, the the Clippers this year, great take. I understand what you're saying about you know Luca creating pressure and and making it uncomfortable for Kawhi and PJ. But I think this year this will be a five game series. I doubt, I doubt that highly. I doubt that highly. I just so you you think you mean to tell me first of all who's going to guard, guard guard Kyrie? In that, in that particular stretch, I mean, you you got you got to pick and choose who's going to guard guard Luca between Paul George and, and Kawhi. James Harden definitely ain't guarding Kyrie. You are you can kill that noise. Listen, I, I think in today's time when we talk about the NBA, let's not even bring defense into it. Well, that's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's true. That, that's, that's <laughs> that true. is, if you would have a better chance of wedding up but, to... But historically, though, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have been known for being really good wing defenders, right? And yeah, Lucas still yeah. gives them trouble, is my point. So if, yeah. they, if they're if they bottled up and they're, they're switching all trying to keep Luca at bay, Kyrie's going to have a field day. And if you can if you can manage that, P.J. Washington and Gafford, you know, give you contribute, it's, right. a, it's a good series in, in, my, in, my, in my estimation. So I okay. think that, again, with the pressure, with the high pressure moments of the playoffs and you have to also let's go back to our point we made a couple weeks ago about having to play the same team you know on consecutive nights or, back, or you know every other night versus having to go to one city one day and another city another day right. you're playing the same exact team you're getting the same exact team every other night so i do believe okay. that this particular matchup would be a good test for both teams i do well, believe that so i hope dallas is listening and they clip this up and they they put this take on rotation, if they ever get, uh, they ever encounter doubt, because you're singing glowing praises to them. So, listen, I just, Dallas. I just feel like it'll be a good matchup. I really do. I really do believe it's gonna be a good matchup. Again, and like I said, you look at the Thunder. They they're young and they I and they smoke the you. Thunder. Yeah, that was <laughs> <like> funny. That. <laughs> they they smoke they smoke the Thunder. They smoke the Thunder by, by 146 to 111. Yeah, they, they they beat the Suns by ten. So that's two teams, that's two playoff teams right there that they already beat with this roster and beat them bad. So Rock is right twice a day. Okay, <laughs> you just remember if this if this happens, you just remember I said it. I got to I, I listen. I have to come back, and this will not be the first time that I've had a take that I've uh, I've had to acknowledge the error of my ways. Hey, yeah, you know, you gonna, you gonna trust him, trust in the in the in the in the, in the, in the uh, there is no Shadamus on this podcast. You are gonna learn what? Listen here, sir. Listen I'm here. About something about it, it, I'm typically right. Am I not? Am I not? I, I, I don't need you. Record. I, I don't record. need you queuing in your your uh, Aristotle Socrates ways right now, sir. Okay, okay. You you don't you don't you're not gonna sway me. With your Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> Where's my aluminum helmet? <laughs> this is not the take you're looking for. <laughs> oh, man. This is not the information you want to share. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. So, like yeah. I said, they lost, end up losing to the Cavs tonight by two. Okay. 
Uh, they got the Raptors. The, the, the test is going to be Friday night. ESPN primetime, 7.30. Celtics, at, they're in Boston. They're in Boston. If they can if they can hang with Boston, then we might be talking about something. Now they, they have a they have a from the first through the seventh. That's a that's a stretch. It is. I mean, I think the seventh is probably the the the, the easier game out of the final yeah. four, but they got a tough road. They yeah. got to go back again against the Pacers, and they got to go yep. against Eagles surgeon. Yep. So yeah, they, they, until they get to that Pistons Bulls matchup, that's that's when it gets a little easier. But yeah, they got a nice little stretch there. They got like a nice little road trip right here, and they can go home for three, and then go back on the road for two. So yeah. Um, out of these ten, so you know, give me a prediction. Give me out okay. of prediction. What, what do you, out of these ten? How many do they, do they get? So excluding the Cavaliers, let's go Raptors. I say they win. Okay. Celtics, I say they lose. Okay. I'm gonna lean because they beat the 76ers before, and the 76ers are still without what at one time was a MVP candidate in Embiid. I say they beat the 76ers. Okay. Uh, I. I don't think they beat the Pacers. I think the Pacers have their their card. So that I might say be a matchup problem. Yeah, them, yeah. Young, them young boys over there might be a matchup problem. They lose that one. The Heat, okay. as you said, they're surging. So I agree there mm-hmm. that they lose that game. The Pistons, listen. Oh Lord, I'm just gonna say at this point, the Pistons uh, are snake bitten all yeah. the way around. I, yeah, I, 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 listen. If you've seen what happens to the Pistons, you know. Uh, Change the Pistons to can't get right. Detroit can't get right right can't now. Can't get right, boss. <laughs> can't get right. So I say they win that one. The Bulls. See that Bulls, game. That was a weird one too. The Bulls beat teams that they ain't supposed to beat, and then they lose the teams they supposed to beat. See, that's weird that's a swing game. You in yeah. all theory, I would say Dallas, but the Bulls. Mm-hmm. That's one of them games you wake up the next day and you like how what? the hell that happened, right? Yeah. You know what? We need to we need to make a segment. How the hell that happened? I think that needs to be a new segment. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on faith, which okay. always comes back to get us uh-huh. when we do that. But I'm gonna lean on faith and say they beat the Bulls. Okay. The Warriors, man. By that time, I don't know if there's enough Ben Gay <laughs> on the West Coast right now that's gonna help the Warriors by that point. But I, mm-hmm. I say they beat the Warriors. Okay. And I'm gonna say they lose to the Thunder. So they, they remember yeah. they stopped them a few weeks, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. But I think March 14th, I, I think the 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 Thunder will be, you know, gelling again. I think that was a slip up, even though that was almost a 35 point slip <laughs> yeah. up. That's a hell of a so, slip up. Yeah. So I I think the Thunder beat them. So after out of that, what uh, they beat the Raptors. We give them one. So one, two, three, three four, four, five, five. Yeah, five and five. five. Yeah, five and five. Six, 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 no, six and four. Give you gave the Raptors game too. Yeah, yeah. So they six and four. They go six okay. and four. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna give them the Raptors game. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna say they play the Celtics close, but they probably lose. Right. Um. In in Boston. Um. I'm gonna give them the seventy six game. Ooh. The Pacers okay. game at home. I think that's a retribution game. I think that's a revenge game. So I'm gonna give them that. Wow. Um, but the, off the emotional, off the emotional win of that, they're gonna lose to the Heat. Okay. So then they get the Pistons, Bulls, and Warriors. I, I think they go. They close out that last four with a four in a row. So that's four, five, six, seven. I got them going seven and seven and three. Seven and three, and I got them going six and four. Okay. Yep. Swing yep. game is the Pacers. It is. That okay. it is. Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, but like I said, I think that I think this team has definitely made themselves uh, more viable, in my opinion. But I don't think they moved the needle. I think when you get to the top, you know, with the Timberwolves and in the and the, and the Nuggets for sure, they can't beat them teams in seven games. But right. 
Well, it's definitely not the Nuggets. I, I don't give. I don't put any skin in the idea of anybody else because they're young and inexperienced at the top. Okay. But definitely can't be the Nuggets at this point. No, okay. That's not happening. That's not happening. So, all right. So staying in the staying in the West, let's talk about uh, these these Phoenix Suns here. Hmm, go West, young man. Go West. Go West. Go yes. West. So, uh, to <laughs> to be nice, I'm gonna be nice about this. Okay. The Suns have been up and down this year. And like I said, I'm being nice. I'm not gonna be. I'm being overcritical. They got a lot of leadership, though. Wait, right, sure. Yeah, that's real sarcastic <laughs> of you to say. Uh, injury, injury, and top heavy on their roster. The Suns have become have the Suns become the new Clippers of the West. Mm. Injury prone, underachievement galore. You know, and they're sitting at the lower end of the totem pole when it comes down to playoff position. Right. So, for your money, do you feel like the Suns are the new Clippers? I would say, based off the leadership that has been shown they are able to lead themselves into a position of definitely taking the throne of the new Clippers. I definitely believe that. And I'm, I'm with you. And I, I definitely agree that they have solely said and re- and they've raised their hand to say, we are the Clippers of the West now, because we know again, can Bradley Beal last longer than 10 minutes in any game? I'm not sure right now. I don't know what's happened. He's went to he's went to Phoenix, and I don't know if it was crossing multiple time zones. I don't know if it's the heat. I don't know what's happening. But this, this young man has caught every injury bug that is available on the West Coast. He has it. He has everything. He has upper extremities, lower extremities, inside, outside, upside, downside. He has it all, right? So with that being said, we know Booker. We know KD. Again, you're you're talking a heavy, heavy, heavy scoring impact based off two people. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a team that when they say they have no bench, Listen, when you talk about no they made a trade and still don't have a bitch. Go ahead. Matter of fact, I don't know why they even have more than three chairs (laughs) on on the court. Y'all stand. Y'all stand up. (laughs) That's right. If you got assistant coaches, let them sit behind the head coach. Right. right? But as far as players, you might as well just say, hey, we're gonna have two extra seats. We're gonna have the five on the court. Uh And we're going to have two. We're going to save a lot of money because we're only going to have seven people. And that's yeah. only because the NBA mandates that many. You have to have if that. They yeah. get, they have, if they could get away with the coaches <laughs> and five, yeah. they could, right? Sure. They would save so much money. But, they yeah, would. I definitely I definitely think that. You're talking about Dallas. You, we have to put Phoenix right there. They are oh. one uh, – they are one loose shoelace away. Wow. From – from you talking about falling, you're talking about dropping like a rock. Mm-hmm. Just tie a boulder yep. to a piece of paper and watch yep. how fast they fall yep. because they are really one player away. We listen, I'll say this if either one or 35 are not available, this team is a shell. Uh, you're right and we're not even counting the third guy because 
<laughs> I don't even know why he has a number three on. It should just be a jersey with no number. You got a regular dude lasting longer in the Corinne Stephens video than he lasting longer on the court. <laughs> I okay. I wasn't. You wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> I see somebody ate their Wheaties. Hey, I told you. I told you. you, you, you this game with it. That take right there. That I'm just saying. I don't, I don't. I know you didn't say anything incorrect, but I feel like a fine from the FCC is about to happen. <laughs> wow, wow! Richard Timberry is a fine, fine little bit. <laughs> listen, listen, right now, looking like Mr. Marcus in that video. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. One hit a quitter. Whoa, whoa. You talking mm. about a minute and 15 seconds. I gave you all I had. That's I it. gave you all I had. All I'm giving you is all I got. <laughs> but it's faster than an Uzi. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I, yeah. It's, 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 it's rough sledding. It really I rough sledding. I feel dirty after that. I, can, I feel dirty. <laughs> you, sir. You, sir. You, you, sir. I don't know what you prepped. I don't know how you study for this take, but that one, sir, this that one might be the best one of the first. And to be honest with you, you you set it up though because you said that, 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 that he don't last long. I said, oh, if you don't, <laughs> oh, that's that's, well, that's prime real estate right there. Well, thank you for throwing me that volleyball, sir. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But it's 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 rough. Like you said, if one thirty five ain't there, it's 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 a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sitting right now at five, but I don't uh <laughs> I have no faith. Right, right. I have no faith that that's None. gonna be that's gonna be a sustainable model based upon how they how they built. And again, you made a trade and you still hadn't really gotten any better. It's 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 rough. Yeah, it really is rough. And I that's I say that after they smoked the Blakers on Sunday. I I say that, but again, I, I think they holistically they, they just don't they don't have enough. I just they don't have enough. I think we've been saying it all year. Yeah, I don't think they have enough. And I think that again, if they if they who who, who all these three guys have had injury history in the last, in the recent memory. Yeah, right. So yep. you got to be cognizant of that. That's why I put them, you know, pegged them, you know, as a, as a, as being one Phoenix of the Clippers. Yeah, Phoenix Clippers, right? Because they yeah. seem to have that mantra right now. They've been really yeah. talented up front. Yeah, but something's always wrong. Somebody's always unavailable. And next yep. thing you know. They all they flame out at the end of the season, don't make the playoffs, or if they make it, they get ousted. Yeah. About a team they shouldn't, you know. Yeah, so again, yeah. look at again, they go back to my Mavericks take. If, if they match up with the Mavericks right now, I would take the Mavericks. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. If if you if you told me that it was Mavericks versus, and I do want to call them Phoenix Clippers now. If it was <laughs> Mavericks versus the Suns, oh, I take the Ma- I, I I put all my money on the Mavericks right now. See? Same point. It depends yeah. on matchups, right? Again, let's let's just run down the top ten, right? You got the Timberwolves at the top, who had never been anywhere deep into the playoffs yet, no. right? You know? No, and then the Thunder, who's a super young team, and it seems as if they play well against everybody except the really really good teams. Yes. Uh, the Nuggets, who, who it seems like you know when it's really time prime time to put on the show, who's only technically one game back of of the one seed, they are the front runner. They're the clear cut favorite right now. They just hang around. They're just hanging around. That's all. And we talk about the real Clippers. They're yeah. four. And the yep. Suns at five. The Pelicans yep. at six. Wow. And the Kings, who are underachieved drastically, are at seven. And, and the Mavericks right now are eight. I don't know. And what the Warriors and Lakers at nine and ten. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the Kings. I don't need Who's at seven? Uh, Kings. 
yeah, seven through ten, I think, is in the play-in game, right? It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, but that's the thing. When you get past four, it's literally a one game. It's really one to two game difference in the standing. So they get that could shift drastically in a matter of a week. Yeah. So and when you when you look at it, it's really a four. It's a four team race right now. Let me let me put you on the hot seat. Who's the four? Denver. Okay. Easy. Hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm going I'm I'm going to lean in faith and say Minnesota stays. Because I don't see Minnesota. I mean, they won 40 games already. It's kind of hard to argue that they don't they aren't formidable, right? at least in the yeah, race. I, I don't see them tanking to the point that they fall from. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Denver is fourth, three. right? Three. three, and three. then Pelicans are fourth. No, Pelicans are no. sixth. Fifth, sixth, sixth. Of sons are fifth. By one game. Actually, they tied. The Suns and the Clippers. The Suns and Clippers. No, no, I'm sorry. The Suns and the Pelicans are tied at 34 and 24. Okay. I, I'm I'm going to stay faithful again with OKC. Okay. I I can see OKC and Denver switching, but I really think OKC is is believing in themselves now, right? And then the Clippers are fourth, correct? Yep. I, that's your four to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just to based upon the fact that I don't have any faith in the Clippers, the Suns, excuse me. Okay. I'm calling them the Sun, Clippers, but they really are talking about the Suns. It's six now. It's, it does it's stick. stick. It does stick. So the, the Suns at five and the Pelicans at six, I have no faith that they're going to make any headway from no. my mind against the no. top four. So I'm with no. you. The Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, and the Clippers. Now, the order might change. I, yes. I, I can argue that the Nuggets will make their way up to one by the time it's all said and done. Because, like I said, they only game back right now. It's yeah. 39 versus 40 wins. And they're not even fully healthy right now. Right. So, again, that, I think that they they automatically uh, put themselves in the one or two spot to get themselves home court yep. um, in the playoffs. And then and, and who, who who comes in uh, second and third will probably be, you know, between the Thunder and the Timberwolves. But, yeah, I'm, I'm real sure that's, that's starting four. Yep. And then, again, it gets different after that. Because, yep. again, that it's, it's the top four and then, top, and then the five through ten all are within – Two two games of each other practically two to three games. Yeah. So yeah, that that could change you know change drastically if somebody Very makes a run. Yep. Yeah. In the, in March. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, again, I just don't think the Phoenix Suns are currently constructed. And I'm not sure what they can do differently. Um, if if I had them, we put on the, put on the uh, I, I guess I'd see to say what I would do differently. I would trade Bradley Bill and get more pieces. I would go, I'll put I'll build around Booker and KD and get myself a, a quality group of role players versus yes. being top heavy like that. Yes. You know, because again, he's not giving you what you need um on the court anyway. He's hot, he's not, yeah. he's not available. One, two, he's probably your best trade asset of, of, of guys that you may want to move off of. So yep. you know, I would consider at the end of the season, maybe in, in off season trading him for and, and building around him, using splitting that 30 million dollars or whatever he's making up uh in between three to four players and give myself a quality team you know, quality, maybe younger team around Booker and the KD yeah. uh, to make it look a little different and a little more formidable for my money. I'm right there with you. Okay. All right, let's move over to, uh, let's talk about uh, Nikola Jokic. You mean the MVP? Basically. <laughs> oh, well, we don't, we out here. I, I meant to go through the game before we, uh, before we got through. So, um, like, like I said, it's, it's so inconsistent. Like they lost one, they win three, then they lose another, win two, lose two. And they beat the Lakers, you know, by 10. Um, and then now, now they got a nice little cushy schedule, though. So this might help them out a little bit. The Rockets twice. Yeah. 
you gotta play the Thunder and Nuggets. That's two bad. That's two good game, easy games, and then two hard games. Yeah. Get the Raptors and the Celtics. See, and this will be the same way. I promise you, they'll beat the Rockets. They'll lose to the Thunder. They lose to the Nuggets. They'll beat the Raptors. Then they'll beat lose the Celtics. Maybe, maybe lose to the Cavaliers. Then lose against the Celtics. Beat the Hornets and lose to the Bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, we're going to move on to Nicole Jokic. Yeah. So um, it, it hasn't been much buzz around the MVP uh, award or the or the talk about it since right. uh, NBA went down. You know, yep. There hasn't been a lot of buzz. No. Nope. Um, you know, and I think that to me, I think a lot of people just penciling in one guy, that being Nicole Jokic um, after the NBA went down with his significant injury, and we don't know if he's coming back or not. Yeah. So my question to you, you know, can anyone challenge Joker for the award this year? Or as he's the betting favorite right now, he's a betting favorite. I think someone could challenge him, but I don't think they will challenge him just because of the narrative, right? Uh, just because of the constant, the constant clapping, cheering, acknowledgement of what Joker does. I think it's going to make it hard for anyone to bypass him. With Embiid there, it would have, you know, uh, Embiid was the leading favorite at the time. Right. And I just think, I think anyone else is just par for the course and, and it's just a, uh, a a speed bump to handing Joker the the MVP. I, I do think Jason Tatum could do it. But again, unfortunately, he's not getting he's not getting talked about enough and, to... and my money doesn't know he's played high at a high level last three years. And he hadn't been getting talked. Cause I guess again, look at it. Like I said, he's the, if Joker's the front runner and we can't really identify anybody else on that picture, look at, just look at the odds. Yep. <clears throat> like this game was all the way at 2,200 from DraftKings and 2,900 at FanDuel. Bet GM Jim got him at 4,000. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's not, I mean, he's literally fourth, fifth on the list at this very moment. So, I mean, only person that's really coming close to him, he's not even in that picture, is SGA. You yeah. know, and that's, you know, that's probably, that's probably, probably going to fact that they're winning so much. But, yeah. But, again, they if head-to-head, pause, you know, they can't, you know, if the Thunder can't beat the Nuggets, then what are we talking about here? Clearly, you know, just based upon those matchups, you, you can look at who's more valuable to their team, and that's Nicole Jokic. Let me ask this. What I'm would gonna... it take for Joker to get bypassed? Does – in your – I'm going to ask you to be objective because I know how much you love Jason Tatum. Okay. What would it take for Jason Tatum to catapult Joker? An act of God. All right, next take. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real about it. An act of God. I mean, let's be honest. Like I said, just to, just to point a better favorite that alone, it, it is, he has no chance. We are, we are literally 57 games into the season out of 82. You know, we we get into that threshold now where where the you know the the amount of games played matters for you to even be considered for this, right? When it was a sixty five games, so we getting close to that. Right. So right. I, I don't believe in any stretch that he's going to be come even close to, especially with the high high teams constructed. He got right. too many stars on the team. He got Drew Holiday, Porzingis, and Jalen Brown to contend with. If he was one man band, you know, then maybe if he had to do all these Herculean things and for them to win, and they were winning at the level they were winning, it was just him. Yeah, I can see that. But he's got too many. He might be a byproduct of his roster being so good that he's low in on this on this list. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, SGA's problem is his team don't win against big good teams. 
when they face up against the Timberwolves, when they face up against the 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 Mavericks in Luca, and they face up against the Nuggets and you know, and those guys, they don't beat them. Yeah, you know, they just they just a byproduct of being too young at this point and inexperienced. So that's yeah. his issue. And then again, Giannis's best chances were when he didn't have Dame. You know, yeah. as long as Dame's on that team, buddy, no sir. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's the only act of God for anybody in my money. Well, you know, if, you know, God forbid that Jokic even gets hurt, you know, for a small stretch, you might be able to close the gap. If he was yeah. out a couple of weeks, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to see that for him. I'll make that clear. But that's the thing. That's the only way you can close the gap is if he somehow or another misses, uh, you know, enough games where he doesn't qualify for the 65. Let's just put it that way. I've never seen any player get a double-double and it be talked about the way it's talked about with Joker. Don't get me wrong. Some of the things he's doing. I was the triple double they talk about in that same manner that, that you're referring to. Because, again, it's yeah. so frequent. Yeah. He, he goes 14. walking triple double. Yeah. He goes 14 for 14, right? And yeah. it, it's and just a day of the office. It, yeah. And I, and I think they are making up, in my personal opinion, they're making up for not talking about him early on. Mm. And so now because of what he's doing and the light shining on how frequently he is getting triple doubles. That is just a, you know, it's the talk of the town. And right. I, I think this is going to be a correction award from last year. I know you talked about, you know, all of his numbers went up, how consistent he was and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure know, that Embiid wanted. So I think this is going to be a correction MVP to make amends for that. I, Jason Tatum seems to me, like you said, to be a victim of being good on a good team. Yeah. And, and we've seen that before that even though it's dominant, even though what he is doing, if he didn't have this team would be talked about like it's crazy. The fact that the Celtics are doing what they're doing and putting up the numbers that they're putting up. He's a victim of being on a good team. And we really don't, give what he's doing as much weight as it should. So uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Again, yeah. that's like it's just a byproduct of being and I think that when you have a dynamic duo yeah. that is, you know, all-star worthy practically every year, just him and Brown, that's yeah. already, you know, pushing behind the eight ball for a guard of being the 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 number one guy. And then again, on top of the fact that that Jokic is putting up triple double numbers with a good team, a championship level team, Jamal Murray's been healthy all year, you know, uh Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon and things yeah. of that nature, but again, he's the household name on that team. Jamal Murray is definitely the, the Robin, but right. you know, that Jokic is a clear cut Batman. But you could argue on certain certain nights, Jalen Brown's Batman and, and and Tatum's Robin, and vice versa. Do you think it's going to take Tatum winning a M, uh, a NBA championship to change the narrative? That if he wins the championship, then more eyes will be on him in an MVP no. talk. No, because I, I, I think I, people have been one. I think people have felt in these mm -hmm. last couple of years that the Celtics should have won. Yes, the title. Oh, yeah, we talked about that in, in the like, yeah. large space. We talked about they have they have underachieved, and that's been our our, our biggest uh, you know uh, sticking point when it comes to this team is that they have can't seem to close the deal. Right, you know, they should have by now. They should have had a title by now, based upon the talent level that they've had on this team in yeah. different spaces. The time of for the, from the time frame they drafted Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they've been together. They mm -hmm. should have had a title right now. They've been to the conference title game and the NBA Finals on more than one occasion. 
mm. and they haven't gotten it done. So they they've gotten they got to they got to cash in at this point. They got to cash yeah. in at this point. If they don't, then I'm not sure what is going to happen. But I would argue that they might end up breaking up at some point. Mm. Okay. It just ain't working. It just yeah. ain't working. So, but we'll see. But again, I mean, from that from that perspective, you know, I, you know, that's my guy. I love him, but. <clears throat> his circumstances are, are going to dictate the idea that he might win. He might end up winning Finals MVP before he ever wins in, in League MVP. Okay, and that's, I will put I will put more money on that bet than I will put on him winning the regular season MVP. Mm, Just on the gotcha. circumstances, because again, Jokic averaged a triple double on a championship team. <laughs> that's <laughs> that MVP worth. I don't know what is right. You know, so we'll see how things break. But yeah, I don't. I think that Jokic is is running away with this one and again. And it's funny because you brought up the idea of uh, voter fatigue. And I think that's, you know, yep. might have been a byproduct of MB winning the last year because it was close, you know. But again, I would love to have seen if MB hadn't gotten hurt, would it, how this would have spun right. uh, based upon the fact that, again, they're, they, they've they got, you know, they're up there, on, you know, basically the top seed in the West. And the West is, is more difficult in the East over there. And they're like, they're seven, they're seven, six, they're around five right now. Mm. So, okay. We will see. We will see. All right, so let's forward over to the NBA. We got we got things to talk about in that space too. So um the NBA uh franchise tag window is open. Right. You mean the NFL. I'm sorry, that's the NBA. I'm sorry. Yeah, NFL franchise tag. NFL franchise tag window is, is open. Yeah. Uh, right now. So teams can levy the franchise tag on any player that they deem that they want to hold on to that they have not secured a long-term deal with as of yet. Yeah. Um, so we get into that space before, you know, that uh Interesting franchise tag space slash combine time frame right before the league year opens and they can actually make you know actual fret you know free agent deals happen and things of that nature. So yeah. Um, so with NFL franchise tag being open and only one person officially being tagged, and that's T. Higgins. And there's a couple of others being rumored, uh, Justin my BK from the Ravens and Jerry Sneed from the Chiefs. Do you see that anybody the tag being used on any other players that or will they hit the open market? I'm looking at running backs like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, who they you know up, say flat out that they're not going to tag. Michael Pittman's out there looking right. for a long term deal. Josh Allen, the, the edge rusher, Josh Allen at the quarterback. Right. Uh, Brian Burns from the Panthers, just to name a few. Do you right. think that any other tags will be levied? Because I think what we what we're experiencing at this moment is the fact that they're they're trying to work out long term deals, and the franchise tag will come out at the eleventh hour if they can't get it done. Right. So, do you think anybody else from a, 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 a pending free agent perspective will get tagged before the league year opens? Yeah, yeah, and I would love to hear. Like again, for anyone that's here live or watching the replay, let us know in the comments who you think or who we missed uh, getting tagged. But I think it's going to be two people definitely. One is going to be Michael Pittman from Indy in that Indy. That's I think one. he's going to get tagged. Okay. And then I believe with. Uh, Winfield from the Bucks, Antonio Winfield, Antonio Winfield will get tagged. Antonio from, Winfield Jr. Yep, will get tagged from the Bucks. Okay, uh, I I I wanted to say Burns, mm-hmm. but the but is, I think they're going to let him walk. You think so? Yeah, yeah, because. It's been contentious the last, I think, I want to say two years with Burns and Carolina. And I think he's in a place where he wants to go to a team that's going to be a contender. And Mm. I also think he realizes that he has a skill set that is being underutilized in Carolina. And he's not in a place that he can 
he can be on a team that's going to go to the next level. I think mm. he looks to me, he's looking at Carolina for mm. what it is. It's a rebuilding okay. team, right? They're going to, they're in a rebuilding stage right now. And I think he's gone through that and he's ready to do what a lot of players of his caliber and stature get mm. to where it's like, look, man, I don't, I don't have that many years left to rebuild this thing. Let, you know, I want to get to a team that's going to win and I'm, and I can see what it feels like to be on a playoff team. Okay. So I, I think they don't franchise him and he ends up walking and going to another team. But I definitely believe Pittman and, and Winfield, like you said, the, the running backs, there's not going to be any running backs tagged. It don't look the, like it. the running backs are undervalued. And I heard this today and I totally agree. People laugh, joke, look over running backs until the playoffs. And you realize without a running game, mm-hmm. woo, something that? changes, right? I, I, there's a certain person on this podcast that's been saying that, but I mean, I don't know who that person is. Oh, you, you know, you, you may have seen them. You may, have, you may see them every now and then if you walk past a mirror. You know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Those those are those are my two definites. Now with T Higgins being franchise right. tag, those are my two. So who who do you have? Who who do you have that you that gets the FT gets the franchise tag? Well, I think that Jerry Sneed. I, I thought that was just happening before. Now to be honest with you, but I think that would going to what I said in in the, in the opening segment about it is the fact that they were trying to work out a long term deal. Yeah. So if they can get that done and, and keep the tag off of him in 19 million and maybe lower his cap number for the cur- first couple of years, they'd rather do that and get a long term yep. deal done. But yep. if that does not get done, I do think that gets supplied for sure. Okay. I mean, it's rumored it ain't done. Paperwork is not in, but I do believe that he gets tagged okay. if they don't work out a long term deal before the before the period is over. Okay. Um, I do believe that'll happen. Um, another guy I'm kind of looking at is Mike Evans because I think that they're trying to work out a deal with Baker, and I think that I think that although there's you know there's rumors that he might you know go to. The, the chief the ring chase i do believe that he does uh like the connection um he has with baker mayfield and he loves them in tampa he don't want him to leave so i think that if they can't get long-term deal worked out with him as well they might put the tag out there even just to either do one or two things to hold off long enough for them to come to terms or if you know worst case scenario and i think this is, might be true for me for your brian burns take i think they should tag him just to not lose him for nothing right you, you draft the brian burns you draft the mike evans they've been highly productive for you if nothing else, try to work out of some type of you know franchise tag and trade deal. If you're a team, if I'm a team, if I'm a if I'm a GM, that's what I'm looking to do more so than just to let them walk for free free for free dollars. Right. You know, just just I don't I don't let that happen if, if I'm a GM. But especially if I have the money to tag them, I mean, everybody got an extra thirty million dollars in cap room. You know, just this past week, so right. it's a point of revenue. So I would argue that that if nothing else, whoop, whoop out the tag. You know, try to work out a long term deal. If you can't get it done by the draft. Move him, and then you know get get some type of compensation for him, and then you get everybody's happy. You know they can work, go to another team, get a long term deal from them, and then boom, you got some type of draft capital, another player that's going to backfill that position, and everybody everybody can sing kumbaya, right? But I do believe that you know that again, I do believe that Jerry Snee is going to come to fruition. Um, I do like your uh, Brian Burris take, but I also got I'm looking at Josh Allen because uh, Josh Allen to me, you know, has been highly productive for the Jaguars, and I think he's their best defensive player. So, yeah. you don't again letting him walk for nothing is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, you know. And so for anybody that's listening again, 
it's caveat the, Josh Allen is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So before the Bills Mafia, because yeah, I don't want to call him another Josh Allen because he's him too. He's a he's yeah. a dog. Yeah. He's a dog. Yeah. He's not, he might not you know he might not be having the notoriety of the Buffalo Josh Allen, but the Jaguar Josh Allen is a def, definitely a, a dog. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that they should franchise tag him, if nothing else, to you know keep him and either do it, like I said, a franchise tagging trade or 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 just try to work out a long-term deal or maybe let him play on that tag for one year while you spend a year trying to come to terms with how your money's going to work down the line. Because, again, you look at it from this perspective. Only person, you're not paying anybody on the Jaguars at all. Like, nobody's getting paid big dollars. There's no right. big-time money being spent in Jacksonville right now. Nope. Trevor Lawrence is still on the rookie deal. You don't, you've brought it back still on the rookie deal. Yeah, I mean, again, you got two, you got two uh, tackles. Well, one tackle's getting paid. The other is a rookie. He's second yep. year now. So again, you're not, you know, again, the only address you got to pay is Josh Allen. So I don't see what the issue is. I'm surprised that he made it this far of not being paid. That's right. my issue. That's my issue. So I think that um those particular names should be, uh, you know, try to be held on to with, you know, with if, if you know if at all possible, hold on to them. For a year in franchise tag or long-term deal with the tag being applied in the interim. That's what I think. Listen, can I just say how happy and gleeful I would be if I saw Mike Evans to Kansas City? I wouldn't. Oh, geez. I wouldn't. Oh, beautiful day. I wouldn't, but it's going to happen. I said this. I said this again. I had I had people, you know, really, 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 you know, up in arms in the comments about the videos I did about the Chiefs. I told you it was going to happen. I said you let them slip slip off two titles, two back to back, with no number one receiver, a rebuilding young defense, and an aging Kelsey, a banged up line. You let it happen. So now what they're going to end up doing? Now that everybody sees the mystique. The, the all the all the king's guards and all the king's men are going to join the chiefs and try to find a thing before they retire. So I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Happen. The only it's the only only sticking point is that they will have to. It, it's it's a very it's bad timing because I'm trying to work work out a deal with Chris Jones. I'm trying to figure out a deal with Snead. I got to have those two on my defense. You have to. Got to have those. You have two. To. Yes. So the idea, if I had to pick between. Trying to pursue Mike Wiggs, Mike Evans, or getting those guys signed and keeping them in house. I, get, I get them signed. I get exactly. them signed. Exactly. And then yeah. I still have my first round pick, so I can still sneak off a, a younger or young one wide receiver like I did with Richie Rice last year. Yeah. I can still sneak off a receiver in the first round. So, because yeah. a receiver draft is is pretty deep in the first couple of rounds. It is. So it is. It I would I would argue that you can you go that route and be fine. Because, hell, they did it without a number one receiver all this in two two seasons in a row. So yeah. you argue that they don't necessarily need a 6'5", you know, target, you know, to, to allow for them to... 6'5", Hall of Famer. Yeah. So you know, a guy yeah. that they're, they're walking 1,000 yards walking a year. Walking 1,000 yards. Yeah, you know? walking 1,000 yards. I, yeah. I just It just sounds good to see It's him. an embarrassment of riches at that point. Like, yes, yeah. it really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, but you still got guys that are already 6'5", but you still got lesser names like a Calvin Ridley and a few others. If Michael Pittman doesn't get tagged or, you know, he doesn't work a lot, you know, doesn't go on that route, he's an option. But again, you know, it's just a matter. I mean, because Mike Evans, it, it's, it, it's it's almost disrespectful to say you don't pay Mike, you don't have the ability to pay Mike Evans at least $10 million a year. Yeah. yeah. Based on his production, the biggest one is his mystique. But I can sneak off paying a guy that's in his third or fourth year, like 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 Mike Pittman, you know, and pay him, you know, five or six. I can sneak yeah. that off. Yeah. But I can't sneak off paying Mike Evans, you know, four to five million dollars. 
it's hard. It's hard to do. What the hell? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But but still, I mean, outside of him, there's still some quality receivers in free agency they can sneak it off is. after it they is. get the two the two big dogs done. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, we got so, through talking so. about tags, right? So yeah, it, it's time to to make some decisions here. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a segment. Uh, oh, this is oh, that funny. Those are three guys we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Murray, yeah. Pivot, and uh, T. Higgins. Um, but it's time to do a segment called "Make Up Your Mind." Boom, boom, boom. Make up your mind. So make up your damn mind. So in different spaces, different times, the 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 madness about these two particular quarterbacks on the screen it just seems to get worse and worse. We keep going down this rabbit hole further and further in regards to Justin Fields and Russell Wilson. Right. Yep. The rumors, the interviews, coaching, executive speaks and interviews. Matter of fact, you know, when we let's talk about let's start with Justin Fields and let's talk about what he how he felt about the whole matter and what he wanted done in regards to uh, his uh, decision about his future. Unfollow with the Bears. What's, what's up with that, man, bro? I'm glad we're talking about it because people. Why do people take social media so serious? Like? <laughs> <laughs> but like, why are you why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You know? That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay. It's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the draft, Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. <laughs> he just wanted to be over. He just wanted to be done, and that's, you know, some people have said, oh, just tune off social media and jump off social media and doing all this. Listen, one, he doesn't have to. Two, social media is like breathing for this generation. It is. It's it's where they get all their news updates on top of that, connections, conversations – and then that's where they jump in the DMs. So how else are they going to talk some to someone or fly somebody out or, in this case, do a wonderful job of diverting the conversation and throwing St. Brown under the bus a little bit? Like, you know you know how this happens, right? You you definitely know EQ about unfollowing. Yeah, especially you about unfollowing somebody but still messing with them. So putting all this business out there a little bit, you know. But, yeah, man, I can listen. I agree with what it's, he's saying. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just, go ahead. I'm just getting my thoughts together. Go ahead, though. Finish this me. What's up, Raphael? How you doing? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Raphael. Let us know what you think about this Justin Fields situation. That's what we're talking about. Make up your mind segment. I'm saying this. I agree with what he's saying. And first and foremost, let's give, let's give Justin Fields kudos and credit on following the script. Mm-hmm. that his PR people provided to him yeah, yeah, because he did a massive job of staying above board, right? Mm-hmm. And making light of a situation, having a conversation, making it funny and giving just enough to let you know for those that can read between the lines of frustrating, of being frustrated, but showing frustration with a smile because I agree with him. Listen, 
Tell me what you want me to do. I feel like I'm about to start singing an R&B song. <laughs> Tell me what you want me to do, mm. right? Tell me what you're going to do. Yeah. Either you want me or you don't. Don't keep me in limbo. I'm tired of everyone being the, the I'm tired of everyone talking and me being the focus of every analyst mm. conversation. I'm tired of the tweets. Yep. I'm tired of the views. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of the subs. I'm tired of being the talking, the talking point of all of this, right? Let me know. Okay, Raphael, football. Yes. 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 Let me know what is going to happen. Either I'm going to be the quarterback or I'm not. Either you're going to definitely draft Caleb or you're not. Just listen, let's stop playing this game. Let's stop holding on and waiting and getting to the draft and having to do this and, oh, we could keep you, we couldn't. Hey, make your mind up. And until you make your mind up, whether he was telling the truth or not, it was smart to make the play of, listen, I want to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I want to reset my algorithm. I don't want to see anything about football, which is crazy to say because all of his friends probably play football. Oh, absolutely. He's going to see he, football. He vicariously. So the algorithm yeah. will chase you whether you wanted to or not. Yeah, but he made it. He made it. Listen, it was masterful to say, listen, I'm unfollowing the Bears and I'm unfollowing the NFL. Now, if we know and if we've seen and we have talked about this a number of times, in today's time, when you unfollow, that is almost like breaking up. That is breaking up, right? Yeah. Debo has done it. Well, he hadn't, he hadn't, he hadn't done, he hadn't done the full calamari because the the full, the full calamari is this or, or the full oh, wipe your whole wipe exactly. your whole. I'm all my pictures, they got anything to do with the bears in it. Any me in a bears uniform, me with a bears towel, me You're with a ghost. Uniform. I'll archive, archive all my photos and I unfollow you. So that's the, that's the death sentence for you that I'm leaving. Yeah, he, didn't do all that. he didn't do all that. All he did was just unfollow them for, as he says, the time and the, the moment because he was going so to he could reset his, he so reset his algorithm. So I, I, yeah, right now. again, masterful PR, and, and I'm with you there. Definitely masterful PR for yeah. that. But yeah, my, my, my issue is this. Again, we're going back and forth, and I just read something right before we came on air that um, – the the holdup is because apparently you know there there is widely rumored that the uh, Falcons and the Steelers have both offered them yeah uh, second round picks for Justin's services right right and I really thought that was a going rate I did and I feel like that was a going rate um and that will get them you know a, 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 or maybe that in a player um that will get them to get the trade done right no. but now I'm hearing that you know Brian Poles and the management are are sticking. Mm -hmm. Their heels and talking about being being that they want a first round pick versus a second. I'm like, okay, now we're just being greedy. They're being greedy. Now they're being greedy. Now they're just trying to see what they can, how much they can get, being that everybody's interested now. So I was like, yeah, now you show up a little interest in this house. All of a sudden, I'm gonna try to price up. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. thing. You know, it was twenty thousand. Now it's three hundred thousand because I got, I got, I got three buy, I got three, you know, potential buyers. Isn't so it typical that until you see or until somebody starts fawning or shooting a shot at your lady that you don't right that mm -hmm. that don't pay attention but all of a sudden when the work husband starts whining and dining shooting flowers taking a lunch all well, of a sudden now if you get that far we we listen 
That's that's pull up on a job type. You listen, you my, I'm letting let the world know. You send my wife flowers you know, or try to take out a lunch or anything like that. Listen, expect expect a visit. <laughs> let me find that. that double tap. But that's what what. But you know, it's like oh, when nobody wanted her, mm. you didn't pay attention to her, right? It's like oh, you took her for granted. But then all of a sudden, when a uh, a gentleman named Raphael shows up and starts speaking uh, <laughs> Portuguese, or starts speaking in his native tongue, uh-huh. the accent to her, all of a sudden now you're like, oh, well, let me pay attention. And I right. feel that's what the Bears are doing, right? And I like what uh, Mr. Woodsy said, that the Steelers won't offer a first or second, can't see that. But that, again, was the offer the second? Wasn't the first though? Yeah, the going rate and the way you treated Justin, right? Second round, but now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because and I get it, some people have said this. Hey, once I know that you are stating how bad you want that position, and I know that you're in a position to really want what I have access to. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to raise the price to get a, a, a king's ransom from you, right? I would say, Chicago, play this smart and double up on your draft picks. Take this, take the draft pick, move down. Let's say you go to second. Let's say mm-hmm. you go to fourth, right? You're in a position again that you can now move down again to get more draft picks. And keep Justin. But I don't think it's going to happen. And no. I think that they're really going to sit here, get it. They're going to be greedy and they're going to hope somebody gets desperate and they start getting tight and they start sweating and they overreach and overbid for one of these quarterbacks, one of the top three quarterbacks, and they make a play and they get a king's ransom. And I think that they're hoping for a redo of what Carolina did for them. And I think they're hoping that somebody is in such a desperate place that they're willing to give not only a first, but additional picks to move up to go after namely Caleb Mm. uh, or whoever else. But yeah, I I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I, I I think I think based upon what you said, I I disagree. because uh, I, I, I think that there's too much uh that makes sense for them to, for them not to draft Caleb. Like, Ooh, the Bears? Yes. I think okay. that I think that they again, and just based upon one thing I do believe they said it seems to be true for me is okay. that they would have to get a world changing haul for them to more of the number one pick. So and, you think the Bears are gonna go with Caleb? Yes. Okay. I do. I do. And I think they always had in their mind when they secured the number one picture, they were going to move off Justin. This is a matter of what they were going to get for him. Okay. You know, at the end of the season, it was a third round pick. Now this just is drawing steam that, you know, the Falcons and a few other people are, uh, you know, interested. So now it's a second round pick. Now they try to get greedy at the combine and say they want a first. Because again, I think the Steelers picked in the low end first, but the Falcons picked middle of the first, mid low, right. the first 15. So, um, I believe I do believe that they're trying to basically play both sides against the middle and try to get as much as they can. If they can sneak off a first round pick, but Justin, you know, by all means, right? But um, it's just a matter of how how uh, how how quick how quickly I'm gonna go dig in my heels as a, if I'm the Steelers or the Falcons. If I'm just gonna say flat out that it's uh, you know I'm gonna give it a second. That's all I'm offering. I'm not offering anything else. You know, take it or leave it. 
then you know it will play the waiting game. If they don't, you know, if they do get if they are desperate enough to get Justin, they might raise the price. If I'm the Steelers, I would consider it because again, you're not going to get the a caliber of a quarterback like him in the in the twenties, right. right? In this draft, but I do believe that if things shake right for the Falcons, they could get lucky, or it won't cost them as much to move up and enough to grab you know the third or fourth quarterback off the board. So I would say that it just depends on you know where where it lands and how much they, how greedy the Bears really get because if if you get too greedy, people just take their take their ball and go home and like look, we're not doing. Yeah. Business, yeah. we're not going to sacrifice, you know, the the farm to get him. We yeah. we know you're trading him. It's again, you're in this position where we kind of feel like you. We know you're trading him. I and mean, again, yeah, the people that are wanting Kayla are not going to give up the level of Bryce Young money to move up. I don't think they're going to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, if Justin would have been smart. He would have put them in a tight position and won a couple more games so they couldn't have got the first round. The well, no, first. the first round pick was Carolina. Carolina was the reason why they got that first round pick. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's that's right. They, they would have had – yeah, they, they would have had that based off Carolina's record. Okay. Yeah, their actual pick is like ninth. So yeah. they got the one – they got the first and the ninth. And, again, I think you've just been greedy at this point trying to get the 13 from Atlanta or the 20 from the Steelers. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay. again, I, I would settle on – I would settle on the second in the player. Because, again, let's be real. Look at your quarterback position. You know, look at your quarterback position in in Atlanta and in, in the Steelers. It's not great. You right. instantly, instantly, a, a two to three times better as, as a team, as a, as a as, with Justin Fields as your quarterback. But I would also argue that again, I wouldn't give up a first if I'm the Falcons. I would consider if I'm the Steelers. If the Steelers would, if they just, if you just take the first and that's it, no players involved because they were talking about they wanted Deontay Johnson and all that stuff. Like, no, I'm not giving you my number one receiver and no first round pick. I'm not doing that. I will give you my first and no yeah. player. Well, I'll give you a second in a player, but his name his name still is not Deontay Johnson. I'm giving you a linebacker or a corner or somebody like that, an edge rusher. I'm not giving well, I'm not gonna give you a, a big name. I'm not gonna give you George Pickens on top of no, you know, I'm not doing that. So and yes. they're gonna mess around and get themselves stuck, is what's gonna that's, happen because they're gonna point. see they're he, gonna see man, the reverse happen. Playing hardball and you're gonna mess around and not get nothing. Because people are going to say, oh, well, you know, you've talked about this before. We'll mm. wait you out. Because now if you don't do that after the draft and you make the, the selection for Caleb, now you have Caleb and Justin. And at this point, I'm going to I'm going to hold I'm going to wait. you. The second becomes a third. Oh, because, it, listen, the price goes yeah. down if you draft Caleb and Justin still on the roster. Yeah, the price definitely yeah. goes down. I'm not giving you a high tree, draft pick of nothing once at this point, because I know you got to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they would. I mean, again, it's a, it's a, it's like it's in the twenties, and they're yeah. not going to. They need, a, they need a quarterback. Kenny Pickett and whoever else they got on the roster is not the answer. <laughs> well, they don't have nobody else now. It's only Kenny Pickett. Well, no, they got Mason Rudolph still, don't they? Uh huh. They let Mason. No, they, I know they let Trubisky go. I think Mason Rudolph is still there. No, no, no. It's the not? only, the only rostered quarterback right now is Kenny Pickett. Oh, Mason well. Rudolph was in his. Uh, Free, they let uh, Mason walk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know they. I know they cut. They thought I'll cut. Uh, uh, which, yeah, cut, cut him. But I didn't. I thought they had Mason Rudolph still on the roster. Mm-hmm. No, he's still on the roster according to this. He's still there. He's still there at this moment. He might might be when free agency starts. He might. They might not be. <clears throat> but right now, he's still there. But again, again, but either one of those guys are, is not the answer. So if you get if you can get Justin Fields for a second round pick and a player, I would do that. If or my or just my first, I'm not giving up a player or anything outside of that. But I would give up a second and a fifth, 
maybe you know next or fifth next year and the second this year or a first and that's it. I would do at the highest the highest I'm going is my first and that's it. Because I'm again, what are you gonna do with that first in, in, in the twenties? It's not gonna be a quarterback. And you you could argue that they don't really have a real growing need for any position outside of maybe corner that they and they just drafted the corner last year, Joey Porter Jr. So do you really need any glowing position in the, on that roster outside of quarterback? I, I think not. So I would spend that first round pick if I'm there. Mm. Atlanta again. I'm, I'm not doing it if I'm Atlanta because again, I think Atlanta picks too high, and that pick is gonna be worth a whole lot if they if they uh, if they get themselves in position to pay if the draft falls the way they wanted to and they get into the position where they can draft a a Bo Nix or or uh, a Michael Penix. They pick at um they pick at eight. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm tripping. They pick at eight. I would not. You know, I'm not giving them they pick. No, they pick at eight. <laughs> Atlanta picks at eight. I'm definitely not doing it if I'm Atlanta. But Pittsburgh mm-hmm. though, Pittsburgh is picking at uh, uh where are they twenty. They're picking at twenty. So I would I would give it a twenty, but I wouldn't give up the eighth. No, not doing that. Not doing that. It, hell, even the the second the eighth pick in the second round is still high. For me, <laughs> I'm Atlanta. Like if I'm giving up the second, if I'm giving up the what is that the the fortieth pick. Forty right. now, yeah, that's yeah, that's still high. So we'll see, we'll see. But again, I, I, if I'm the Bears, I would not drag this out too long. Begin, you know, especially with everybody being together at the combine, you know, figure out a deal that's amicable for everybody. You you already you know swimming in draft picks already. So if you, if an extra second round pick is is in in your vicinity, I would grab it, move on for Justin. Let everybody know you're drafting Caleb, and then everybody else can figure out their life after that. Mm, true. <clears throat> so. Moving on to Russell Wilson, that's way a way more contentious situation than my money. And and the things that have come out in the last couple of days for me have really put me up in arms. If, if, I don't know how you feel, but it really put me up in arms because going from the idea that Russell, you know, and I re- to me a little bit, you know, from a, from an athletic perspective, I really wish Russell would be an, an a-hole sometimes. I really wish he would. Right. Just tell right. everybody the, the kisses you know what because he's, he's yeah. tired of getting disrespected, right? But, you know, him being a really nice guy, and I really feel like they're, they're taking advantage of that aspect of it because what he said, you know, with him and Brand Marshall in an interview was definitely a, a, a real big red flag when it comes down to the Broncos organization. And here's the clip. Mm. Kansas City, we beat them. And uh, as you mentioned, that's when, as you mentioned earlier, that's when I got that call. And I was like, I'm confused what's going on. And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this, this can't be real. And I got that call that, hey, we're going to bench you for the next nine games if you, know, you don't change your injury guarantee. So for me. But to be clear here, they, it's, it's not, they don't want to bench you because of play. They're saying they're benching you because they want you to take out the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want, they, yeah, they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. But that's why as a player, it doesn't even make sense to do that because you think of those Alex Smith moments and then hell you can even go back to college like Willis McGahee I believe it was uh, at the U one of his last games going into NFL he tears everything in or maybe it's Frank Gore everything in their knee. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees too as well and so it, it, it was it was no way I was going to do that and so when they said hey, we're, we're going to bench you we're going to bench you, I said all right that, that's what you want to do. Bro that's like extortion. There it is. They asked this man. It, it was it was in the news already, but here's verbal him verbally telling you what they asked him to do. 
They asked him who, who was a man who was putting his body and life on the line every single snap of every single NFL game to remove his injury guarantee. So for the sole purpose, let's be clear, for the sole purpose of them making it easier for them to cut him at the end of the season because he has a no trade clause. Yeah, so he wasn't going to approve any trade or where he didn't want to go. So that was going to be off out the, out the door. His cap number was going to be high this coming season. So nobody's mm-hmm. going to take that cap hit willfully unless they were completely utterly desperate. There's not that many teams out there that's, that's 40 to $50 million desperate at this point for a franchise quarterback at 35. Right. So the, their, their options were limited. So they were trying to do anything possible down to the idea of threatening this man to take his injury, to, to get him to take his injury guarantee away or he'll be benched to get him to move his money. What 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 part of the game is this? What, what, what? Tell me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what part of the game is this? You ask the man in a, in a in a game that is highly violent, when the injury rate is damn near 100 percent it's 99.9% chance that you'll get injured at some point in your season or your career to remove his injury guarantee that you gave him. Yes. Mind you, the organization gave him this injury guarantee in the contract that he's that you agreed to he signed. And you want him to remove that so you get it makes you make it easier for you to get rid of him. To help yeah. you out, I'm going yeah. to risk my life and my and my and my body for your for your sake. But yet again, this is what you gave me. So, I I'm at a very I'm at a very was in with the situation, and I'm very disgusted with Sean Payton because I know he's driving this train. Yeah. I'm very disgusted with George Payton, the GM who who's 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 going along with this farce. Yeah, and, and I'm feel, I really feel bad for Russell Wilson because he does not deserve the treatment that he's been getting. You know, in all honesty, and if I'm Russell Wilson. I'm unequivocally not budging on anything that they want me to do. No. If you want to release me, release me and make it highly punitive for you to do so and give me all my guaranteed money in my contract. That's give left. me my money? Give me all of my money. And yes. then I'm going to go play for another team for the minimum. So every dollar that I don't make from them that's in my contract, you got to pay it. Because you you definitely completely, utterly disrespected me on every front ever since Sean Payton's been there. And mm-hmm. this goes to the idea and the, and the problem that I have about complete utter mismanagement from the front office because you did you you gave Russell this contract in yes. good faith, right? Yes. And then you brought in Sean Payton, who you should have been clear on that he was sold on the idea that Russell Wilson was going to be his franchise guy and him not coming in and basically sabotaging him and his ability to be effective as a starter, making him look bad for the second year in a row with his organization in order to move off of him. Mm-hmm. So, Yet again, it's a whole lot of ugliness and red flags here. And my problem is the fact that, again, you want somebody to do you a solid when you completely utterly disrespected me at every turn for the last two years. Why would I do that? Exactly. Why would I do that? Exactly. So I don't want to take up the whole time, but I just had to get my, get that off my chest in regards to that. So what do you feel about the situation before we move on to talk about some other things? Oh, we're both in, in in lock and step in unison with this. This is crazy, right? And this is, if you've watched the clip for anyone that hasn't, if you continue watching the clip, there's a part where he discusses how he didn't want to get the NFL PA involved, but he had to because they wanted him to breach his contract. Exactly. And they were they were leaning on him. They were thinking that <laughs> flat out threatening them. If you ask me, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that we can say about Russell: like him, don't like him, 
think he's Hall of Fame, don't think he's Hall of Fame, wherever you want to say. One thing you can't say about this man is that he's not business savvy. And a team and he's in a team player. This goes to show why, as the old folks say, have your business in order. If he didn't have his contract airtight. Airtight. I mean. Airtight. I'm talking about tight as gnat booty. I was going to say fish, but go ahead. (laughs) If he didn't have that, if he had any wiggle room, if he had any, any semblance of air being able to squeeze its way through, they would have taken advantage of it. But I'm the glad fact, you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. did you hear? I didn't. I didn't get a clip of this. But did you hear that? That Sean Payton and that and that tongue lashing. I'm going to call it that. He gave him on the sideline on national television. Yeah, he was trying to bait Russell to react to him saying. You know, some I don't even know what the words were. Cause anybody say what the words were, but the the, right. mo- the motive in the in the in the, in the uh, I guess you can say the motive behind that particular uh, incident was for him to basically come at him sideways so they could void his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a I'm banking on you to get emotional, mm-hmm. and by you getting emotional, then we have leverage. We, ha- we have leverage. We have reasoning to void your contract. You know, I don't know if it was morality clause or something, but to be able to void your contract. So we're going to try all these nefarious things Mm -hmm. since you want to be smart. And as Russell said, and I love how he framed it, I didn't want to set a precedence that players will give up their injury clause and I'm going to be the face of starting this domino effect, yep. right? And so since he wouldn't, and since they did the, well, if you don't, we're going to have to bench you. And why a lot of us was like, when we put these, when we add these numbers up, the math is not mathing because oh. why didn't you do it before you go on a winning streak, which makes Denver look even dumber. Yeah, right? It looks worse. Yeah. For that. But the 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 tongue lashing on the sideline. I also heard that it was because he didn't immediately accept and adjust. So this was also Sean Payton Payton berating him because Sean was ticked off that he didn't do right. He he wasn't the you know taking from the NBA. He didn't shut up and dribble uh, right hmm. that he stood on business and was like no i'm not doing this and you know uh if you listen to the interview you know russell did a must masterful job he's like i'm full of love i want to see everybody win i'm not someone you know that is going to go low i just i just want to uplift everyone yeah. and by saying that and doing that and with russell saying hey listen I, and I love how Russell did this. He said, when he got the phone call and they said that, and they said, if you don't do this, then we're going to bench you. And Russell basically said, you do what you got to do. Exactly. You do what you got to do. And I, and I, I love I, that. I, I did. I'm, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he stood on, on his ground and said, yeah. out on that. do what you got to do. I, 
I'm glad he did that because again, you know, I'm not gonna let you run over me. Because again, you know, he might be a nice guy, but he's not gonna let you take advantage of him to that degree. That's why his, his contract is always airtight. That's why he always got these clauses in his contract, so you can't maneuver around me and and get rid of me, you know, and or exploit me and get rid of me for nothing. Listen, I think that's basically what it boiled down to. If any, I don't know who is representing Russell, but if I'm a player after mm-hmm. seeing this, I'm going right to them. I'm reaching out and 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 I'm 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 at least going to have them as a consultant mm-hmm. to me, right? Because. When you talk about putting somebody between a rock and a hard place, uh-huh. Russell's contract is nice. Oh man. It's like, listen, if you don't do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get paid. Right. Right. I'm going to get this 30, I think it's 39 million. Well, if that's, you that's, that's that's on that's on release. That's still you yes. still got money to pay after that. If I am on the roster at this date. Mm-hmm. Then I'm guaranteed another. So exactly. worst case scenario, I'm going to get the 39. If and, and, I'm and on the problem. roster, I can yeah. walk away with 75. Hey, and, and y'all got to pay it. Right. And that's my problem with the whole contract, because, again, you're at the moment now where you want him to do you a solid and restructure the contract. So it makes it easier for you to cut me. But you just the same. You want you want me to do you a solid, but you're the same person that gave me the contract. So stand on faith and pay the money. That you owe me, that you agreed to pay me, rather than trying to get me to you know finagle a deal so you make it, make it easier for you to get rid of me. And now and I'm out of the street. You want me to avoid my injury? Yeah. So if I, I, go, I wish I, I would. I wish I would. I wish a mother would. Right. Exactly. So if anything happens, I could go out, take one turn, and all of a sudden, my injury contract because I avoided it in in good faith. Listen. And then y'all play me. Y'all release. No, nah, y'all not going to do that. Y'all going to be tight. Y'all going to see you all are going to have to sit at that oak desk, that cherry wood desk. See, see what they messed up is they don't understand. They don't realize that. You got to realize that Russell Wilson is married to a black woman. You ain't going to play about money. He's he not going to be able to go back to his, his, his wife and tell her that he did X, Y, and Z. And she going to look at him and be like, okay. She going to like, and, you and she's from Atlanta. And what, what, what we're going to do is get back in the car. We're going to yeah. back up there and we're going to correct this and get this right because that's not what, that's not what's going to happen. So I can't go back to my wife and let her know that they I, I agree to let them cut me for nothing. No, that's not happening. We need all yeah. our dollars. We need all our dollars. So, yeah. Good luck, Denver. Because I, I don't I don't wish I don't wish any good fortune on you at this point because you, you're looking real, real phony in the light. See, but what it, I want you what I want to do is I want to show you where you effed around and found out. See, right? See, that's my contract. And, and what you want to do. Go screen. Go do it again. I want to show you where you effed around and found out. That's what Russell basically said. I'll say right. it for you, Russell. I want to show you where you have to round and found out. <laughs> right. Appreciate you joining us, Raphael. Hope you come back back again soon. Like, 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 and subscribe to the channel if you can, man. Support the channel. And let us. It will let you know when we're gonna go live next in in, in the next few days. So, uh, appreciate you uh, coming through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I'm not going to do and not going to let it make it easier for you because again. No. You, you you gave me your word and your bond and we want to ride this thing out on with this contract and then you're gonna turn around a year later and turn your back on me now. Nah. No, nah. we're gonna stand by this. Exactly. You're gonna pay me. 
my yeah. money. Yeah, all my cash. Not half, all. not some, but all my cash. Every penny. Every bit of it. So good luck, Denver. It's not looking good for you. Sorry. If you mess around and keep playing with me, I'm going to make you pay me in quarters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Canadian dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah, we'll 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 keep monitoring the situation, but I do believe, you know, for for uh, for our money, you know, I guess, you know, to, to put a bow in this segment, you know, what do we feel like they should do, you know, next? I do believe that um you know, talking about uh what's what's next for them. I do believe that they just need to go ahead and cut baby Russell. Yeah, I think they need to trade trade Justin. I think that's my that's yep. that's why I stand on it. Yep, I'm right there with you both. Um, mm-hmm. I love where I love the position that Russell's in because he can take, as they people have said, he could take a lead minimum from mm-hmm. somebody and make Denver pay him all that money they owe him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't. I definitely don't think Russell's going to make it. Uh, I mm-hmm. I I heard and read where Sean Payton put out a, a report or a statement that within the next two weeks they're going to have a decision uh, yeah i saw that i saw oh, that yep oh so, yeah just go ahead and trade justin yep. and then denver stop playing you you know you know he's not a part of your future mm-hmm. don't 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 keep doing this don't belabor this point but i will tell you if i hope the nfl pa stands on business as well mm-hmm. because this you know i know russell said that the nfl told him that they can't do this, but I hope the NFL PA does what yeah, stop, others stop do. Letting, stop letting Take it to the letter of the law. Yeah, stop letting the league away with this exploit to the exploitative nature. Like stop yeah. letting them exploit your players. Yeah. Stop, stop letting them do it. If, yeah. if, if the rules are the rules, we're not we're not we're not we're not budging. Nope. We're not budging. The so $20 billion business. Yeah, y'all 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 okay. Y'all okay. Yeah. yeah. Y'all okay. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about the NFL combine. Let's talk about it. So the combine again, it's you know, it's all week. You know they doing interviews and and all the fanfare, you know stuff and all the uh, I guess you can say the off the field stuff in the next coming days up to Wednesday and then Thursday. That's when they hit the field. Yep. So, um, getting to the getting to the combine, we've got some breaking news here in the last couple of days. We've discovered that uh, I believe Drake May, uh, Jane Daniels, and Kayla Williams are all not going to throw. Right. Um, in this combine cycle, um, along with the fact that I this this is a new one, Marvin Harrison Jr. said he's not working out. Period. At all. At all. He, at all. I'm not working out. Period. Y'all, y'all seen the tape. Y'all know the deal. I, y'all already know what it is. I don't need to work out for y'all. Y'all already know. Y'all already know. Y'all already know what it what, was. What's the, what's the good? What's good? So we, we don't we don't need to work out. Y'all That's already know. That's real business, right it there. It really so. is. It really is. And I don't think it's going to change his draft stock. To be honest with you, no, <laughs> no, but. That's interesting, you know, I guess you can say groundbreaking or trailblazing moment that he did because, you know, we've seen people say they're not going to throw and then they go into the pro day and they do their thing. They do all their testing right. and things of that nature. That's normal. But the idea that I'm not working out, period, is a new one. Period. That's a new one. Not so, breaking a sweat at all. Right. So getting into the combine itself, um, you know, I'm going to start here because I, I don't, I don't want to gloss over this because I think that's a very uh, telling moment. and very, It could be a very a game-changing moment for my money. Mm-hmm. Um, two-parter. We'll get into the idea of who we think is going to be actually in the combine in a second and who we think, who we got our eyes on and what we're looking for. But to start this particular topic off, do you think that, and this is, this is a very polarizing question, so, so, so hold on to your seat, Kurt. Do you think that the NFL combine will go away in a few years? 
No, no, no. I don't, well, and I'm gonna say why I asked that. I'll tell you why I, I want to say so. So I'll say see, no. You see more and more. I'm gonna give okay. you more context. You see more and more of these uh players either opting not to go to the combine itself and go to their own pro days and kind of control their you know air quote narrative, or they again to Marvin Harris's point. I've been such a a, a star <laughs> in the in the three two to ten three years I've been in the college. What more do you need to see? And I'm a legacy act. Like my dad is a Hall of Famer, or should be a Hall of Famer at some point soon, you know. So I got a Hall of Fame level uh, dad. I've played like uh, one of the best receivers in college football for the past three years. Again, what more do you need to see? Now it may be beneficial for it be a smaller scale, and the guys that are on the fringe, you know, the the mid round, the late round guys might be more beneficial, which could open the door for the guys that don't normally get an invite to come if the big names are not going to come. But I say all that to say. What's what's the what can you glean more so from the combine as you can't on film or at a pro day, which is why I asked the question: Will it will it be, will it last the test of time? I, I still think that there's enough players that are on the fringe, or even some big names that are looking to go from. They're looking to increase their millions. Okay. And so they know the best way to do this is through the NFL draft. And so they know, and the NFL, I think, knows as well, there's enough players that want to utilize the draft to increase their stock and to increase their position than it is players who will opt out. Because if you look at it right now, and I think if we go back to when Chase did very minimal, right? You got to be one of them to make this type of decision. Okay. You got to be one of them to say, I'm not doing certain things. Now, I think the quarterbacks are going to do their things at the NFL Pro Day. Okay. And I think you'll – now, do I think you're going to see that? Mm-hmm. I can see that you're going to see more of an uptick if you're that upper echelon 15 and up player. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, if I'm going to do this, and we're seeing this now, but if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this where I'm comfortable, where I know, where I can script, and where I can utilize people that I'm comfortable with, right? But I don't think we're going to see a, a, a such an uptick of people – opting out of doing everything the way Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing. Because guess what? There's not a lot of him walking around. There's not a lot of him Mm -hmm. heralded like this, right? So you got to be him. You got to be unequivocally him to get away with this. Because if you are a first, late first day, second day player, don't, don't try this. Because they'll spend a narrative on you too well. They can't spend a narrative. And it will push down your draft stock and your money for your first rookie deal. Yeah. So you got a point. You got a point. So don't I, give away your money. Don't get Make a solid argument there. I do think that. But again, I feel like the, if enough, because you also got to look at it from a player's perspective too. You want to ask the question. Because Marvin Harris is looking at perspective like, I don't have anything to prove and I don't want to risk injury. Because what I don't want to happen, having to tweak an ankle, tweak a hamstring or a knee, or and, be, worse, yeah. and, and be set back. 
you know, for the for the start of OCA setback for the training camp or whatever the case may be, and I'm already up against it. Because I think we saw a couple of receivers have to deal with that, and they came into the season late, and then they were offered to a slow start because they weren't out there. They weren't yeah. available, right? So that that there's that aspect of it. So I do get it from that perspective. But, and again, and if you had, if everybody, if, 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 if 20 to 30 big-name players every year decided to opt out of the combine, it would take away from the event. That's my, it's my biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, because Kate, not throwing Jaden, not throwing, which are both of them I was looking forward to. Uh, you know, Drake may not throwing, I was looking forward to seeing as well. Them not throwing is taken away from it all in its own right, and they would have, you know, the faces of the draft, you know, from going into it. So that's the one thing. And then Marvin, not, I wanted to see Marvin run. I, if he just ran a 40, not done nothing else, I'd have been cool. Yeah, I just want to see how fast he is in straight line. I do, I, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, he didn't have to do anything for me. I mean, they're probably there, they're interviewing and things of that nature, talking to teams and stuff like that, but they're not doing any on the field stuff, which again, it it, 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 it draws a certain level of risk, especially if you're a high draft pick, uh, potential. But yeah, I mean, I see both sides of it, you know, in certain spaces. But to your point, I think that for now, at least, you have to be unequivocally him for you not to. Because I think, I think the only people that can really stand on that and not do nothing in any stretch is probably Marvin and Caleb. If they both decided to do that, it would change their draft stock. But outside of those two guys, everybody else got to go at some point to show what they can do. Yeah. Even though, like I said, you know, you could argue from, you know, and we know this from a football perspective. I learned a lot more on fi- what you can do on film against live bullets versus air in underwear Olympics. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that, that's really where it boils down for me. But again, you know, it's something you look forward to because it's something I look forward for. And this is kind of going to segue into this next segment part of this, right? Is that what I look for in the combine? I look for you know other guys. I look for the yeah. other guys. Not I really focus in the hone in on the other guys that I can find that are that are you know the the glue to your team. Yeah, you know, those those second, third, fourth round guys. Those two day two day three guys that show a lot have a lot of you know really good skills. And if they put them in the right position, the right scheme, the right coach, right situation, they will flourish. And I yeah. I had a really good hit rate last year on guys that I thought they're really going to be good, but weren't household names that they showed up. So yeah. you know, that's re- that's for me it being a football geek, nerd, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, a person that's really deep dived into that particular realm. I think that's where it, it gets good for me and my uh, uh, obsession. <laughs> but, yeah. but outside of that, you know, for the, for the, I guess you can say the casual, it, it may not be as, as uh is uh, I guess you can say uh, much buzz around it when you when the big time names aren't there. Yeah. yeah. Um and, but, and I'm hoping that there's still enough competitive fire in, in in these young players that want to go there and prove mm-hmm. or not prove, they want to go there and compete against right. other players well, that's that the thing. are high you, ranked. And not well. really. I mean, you you're doing individual drills and but you're just your individual drills are measured upon the other guys' individual drills. So it's not yes. like receivers are going against DBs and quarterbacks and edge rushers. You're not getting any of that. You know, all linemen, you're not getting all that. You get all that at the senior bowl and in these uh after uh season games. You don't get any pad stuff. You don't all the stuff is on air, all the stuff is individualized, and you know, you're just looking for athletics. You're really me- measuring athletics at this point when you come down to this event. What well, I'm saying, like, what, what, what I, what I'm, what I mean by competitive fire is, hey, if you're a quarterback and I'm a quarterback, I want to go out and make throw for throw against you. True, I like I, that. Yeah, I, I want yeah. yeah. so that if you go ten for ten, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ten for ten as well. I'm yeah. gonna prove my arm talent against mm-hmm. your arm talent, and and show who's the better 
whatever, right? Yeah, and that goes down to DBs yeah. as well. Like you can see how how much better I tracked and and and, and picked up the ball in live yeah. drills. How I better, how much I, how better, I, how much of a better man his own turn I have than the next man. Yep. How much more agile I am than him. If we yep. both running four threes and I look way more agile, more twitchy, I'm gonna get more eyes on me versus a guy that that's maybe a little tight in the hips. Yep. So that yep. that, that can play into it as well. So I definitely yeah. agree in that space that it definitely looks better if you have a better athletic showing. But again, you got to put the whole list of the part, you know, pieces together. How you looking on tape, how you look against other players, how you match up against other high-end talent in yep. on the field on top of how he looks athletically. Yeah. So that that's, you know, those all those things should mesh together. But, but moving into the idea of the actual combine itself, like, you know, for you, you know, what are you, what are you most excited about when it comes down to this event? Like, what are you really hone in on and focus on like what like you have a specific day that you love to watch you want to watch the dbs you want to watch the d linemen the quarterbacks the running back like what are you what are you most looking forward to in this particular uh cycle so for me i'm glad you asked for me i won i like the big men i like okay. the big men i like to see the 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 300 pound 280 plus big man that can move right i love seeing when we see a four eight, four nine, big man happen. Okay. okay. I also like power. I like to see the, you know, the semi. I'm the strongest here, right? I know it's not the one rep max, but I do like to see the reps. I like to see the 30, 31, 32, and and the 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 trainer the spotter counting it out and then getting the other people around counting it as well. Right. Uh, I love to see as well. And listen, we are victim of, of we like what we like. I like seeing the speed. I really like what the NFL combine does with rich Eisen and putting the players against how fast oh, run rich run. Yeah. yeah uh, run rich run. Right. Yeah. I do like the side by side comparison of, Sometimes when they say, hey, this player ran this and mm -hmm. we're going to show like who's the fastest of the day. Simulcast. Yeah. Yeah. Simulcast, because you really get to see. When you hear four, 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 three, you really get to see like, hey, they were even for 10 yards, mm -hmm. but then the four, three separated. Right. I love seeing that the, the quarterback throws. I don't I don't care about that the the runs and some of the running back things unless you're trying to grab a drill to utilize none of that really is par for the course for me to watch hmm. i also do like though again going back to the 40 i like seeing and we've seen this when we see a linebacker come out the blue who we didn't know about who is 6 3 230 and runs a 4 3 Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, who's this person and what school? Uh -huh. And you go back and you jump on YouTube and you look at his clips and you're like, oh, OK, who this person? Right. Or the 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 unknown young person from small school who walks in and runs a four, two, five or something like that. Run a four, two from SMU. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I do like the, the people flirting with the fastest man, right. Yeah. The, yeah. the CJ Johnson and John Ross. So those yeah. are some of the events. So for me, it's the bench press, uh, the 40 yard dash. And then again, the, the big men and skills running 
and watching that. So outside of, if you take those away, now I do also, one last thing I do watch, I do like watching the backpedal drills uh, because again, it's one thing to run fast forward, but to be able to move fluidly when in the backpedal does say a lot. So those yeah. are my drills that I, li- I like to watch. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's a multitude of things I like to watch, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I just have my moments per, uh, um, I like to record it, you know, I like to yeah. slow it down. You know, I don't, necessarily, I, don't, I don't always like to actually watch it completely and utterly in real time because, you know, you, it's so much going on, you might miss it. Right. I like to slow it down, watch the replay, and just watch the segments I really want to hone in on. So um, if you look at it from, uh, I guess you could say, uh, you know, just to get it obvious out the way, the linebackers, I'm always looking at them. You know, that's my yeah. position. So, you know, that's I look at the linebackers and 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 their drills. I like to see I'm okay with seeing how they run, uh, but I'm more I'm more in tune and more honed in on how they do their bag work and their field drills. Right. Like I really I really like seeing that how they move in and out of space, how they get from you know from from side to side, how quickly they change direction. Okay. They love to see that. Um, from an inside linebacker perspective and outside linebacker perspective. Okay. How, how quickly how quickly they switch and how quickly they change. You know, and they, you know, get in and shift their weight and things of that nature. Um, so that's always I want to see how fluid that can be. Um, from an edge rusher perspective, or a D line perspective in particular, um, how well they use their hands, how well they keep their feet, yeah. um, how agile they are in certain spaces, especially if you're an edge person. Um, that that's something that I definitely gravitate towards. Okay, um, and, and like you for the DBs, I'm looking at corners and safeties. How well I do hone in on the idea of how well they run. I do want to know that, but yeah. also I do, I do, I do highlight how they run. And if somebody runs well, and I kind of tag them and see how they do, I follow them through the field drills as well. So, prime example, like let's take Riley Moss for instance from the Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. Riley Moss was um, a mid round pick last year. Uh, he really ran well, and I didn't, I didn't have him on my board preliminarily. Right, so he ran well, and I'm like, okay, he can't ran well, so he's on my list. I write his name down. And then I get to looking at his field drills, and damn, if his field drill wasn't smooth and, and silky too, yeah, yeah, like he not yeah. only he only not only can run, he's big, he's tall, he's strong, and he he can jump, and he's athletic, and he does his, his field drills smooth. Because I would argue that outside of outside of uh, Christian Gonzalez last year, he was the best one. Him, he was my top three as far as his field because his overall grade for me. Yeah. So I was like, this kid's gonna be good. Okay, he was hammered by a core injury this year that, that he kept him in and out of lineup. But I think that a healthy season, given him, he's gonna you gonna hear his name. So that particular that particular aspect of it, I'd like to see. Okay. Um, the safeties, especially, I like to see how the well they cover. Um, in uh, in the in you know they how they get in and out of their uh their back pedal and how they turn, okay. Okay. How, they, how they turn and break on the ball and how well they track. Yeah, I think that's something that I like to see as well. So that's something that I really, really hone in on on the defensive side. Like you know, that's my that's my side of the ball. I love to see that. Right. Um. You know, from offense perspective, I mean, not too much. Like I said, I'm not you know overly thrilled about the quarterbacks at all. I mean, I, what I see on film is more, I'm, I put more stake in that than right. what I see on 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 the combine uh, uh week during the combine week. But um, running backs, I like to see how they change direction. I like to see that. That's that's a that's a sticking point for me. I love to see how they get in and out of their breaks and how quick and, and agile they are. Yeah. Something I'm focusing on. Receivers, uh, hand catching versus body catching, um, agility, route running. That's something that's very high on my radar. Now um, I will say with receivers, I do like when they do the they they're running from sideline to sideline on yeah. the straight line, yeah. and you start seeing some receivers fade off the line. Or you see the receivers trying to catch it, 
and because yeah. they are not hand catchers, they're fighting the, the football. The concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they call yeah, issue concentration drops. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when you put on scout report, it said issue concentration drop. That's why. Yeah. So um, but yeah, overall that 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 aspect of it, um, just to I like to see the the short yardage catching for the tight ends. That's always been a, a okay. thing for me. I saw what I saw Darnell Washington do last year. He was a surprise for most people when he got drafted by Pittsburgh. So yep. he was a guy that I, that was they have on my radar. And um, just for the on linemen, um, just how well they move. Like if they run, if they run particularly fast and they got a good size, and good power on them, if they can move well in their field drills, then I kind of tag them as being a potential. Uh, guy that, that you need to keep your eye on as far as being on my list. So okay. those are things I pretty much look forward to um, in that regard. Like I said, I'm a big nerd when it comes down to this kind of type of stuff. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm very more I'm way more nuanced than most people. Right. But but those are the things that I definitely look forward to um, in this particular uh, cycle. Gotcha. But um, you know, it's just to put a bow in this and wrap this up. So you know, give me a few guys that, that kind of hits your radar that you're that is definitely going to perform this week that you kind kind of got your eye on. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. So as I go to my handy-dandy sheet that I'm okay. saying players to watch, All right. uh, one is Jordan Tolles from Morgan State. Okay. Uh, he, he is someone, you love? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he is someone that I want to watch. Uh, Javon Solomon from Troy, he's an edge rusher. Uh, I definitely want to check him out and see. He's, he's undersized, but he has a great first step. Okay. Uh, for some more HBCU love because I end up watching the HBCU Bowl. Yeah, yeah HBCU uh, Bowl. Okay. And so Jablonski Green Jr. from South oh. Carolina State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He is he is very interesting. He he jumped off the he jumped off the field. He was someone who you constantly heard his name as being a disruptor uh, okay. on a defensive line position. And so he was just a dominant force. He was an HBCU version of, uh, to me, of Aaron Donald type, where okay. he was constantly disruptive. Zer- Zer- I don't know how to say it. I'm a Mr. Mr. Hayes. Please forgive me. Uh, Zerion Hayes from Alabama A&M. Again, he is a, a, a disruptor. Uh, he gets downhill. He gets downhill. He brings he, – he, he comes – with his hard hat and bad intentions. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a player that I'm interested. The young man from Washington, the receiver, uh, highly productive with Michael Penix. He damn near looked unstoppable up until the college football championship game. He was dominant, dominant. I think his first name is Romy. Uh, I think I think that's his first name. But he is another player. Again, I'm looking – Next up to Marvin Harrison, who's going to be that next receiver besides Marvin Harrison as the Roma Dunzier? Yeah, yeah. I I like the way he's built. I like the way he he played. He was aggressive. And I love seeing what I call the Andre Johnson type receiver who wants to punish you, right? Uh, So that's someone I also want to see the running backs, you know, Blake Corm being from the DMV. I want to see what he does, if he's going to perform there. And I want to see the young man from Wisconsin who unfortunately was caught in a 
what I call the Alabama backfield. He uh, just had he yeah. just had some strong running backs mm-hmm. ahead of him, right. but quiet is told. He's a he's what I call the Jameer Gibbs, the Josh Jacobs type, where he may not have gotten the 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 limelight, but he's secretly he secretly can ball, right? Okay. And um and then finally, my last player is I'm gonna give some love to Coach Prime, uh X-Man, Xavier. I want to see what he does. He's representing from Colorado receiver. He was Shador number two's favorite target. And I want to see what he does for Colorado, knowing that next year Colorado could have the first and second player in the draft and three players that can go in the first two days, possibly. So I want to see what he does. And so those are some of my those are some of my players that I, I want to watch and, and pay attention to. And and JJ McCarthy too. I want to see what the quarterback from Michigan does. I want to see what he looks like. It, it is so many people. This, he's such a divisive uh, player. Some people are really high on him. Some people are like, nah. I'm, he, yeah. He's going to have to, I guess you could say, settle the debate when it comes down to his his uh, his field drills and his pro day. Yeah. Gonna, because again, he got a glowing endorsement from Harbaugh, and certain scouts have him high, thinking he's a top. You know, 15 pick to maybe definitely a first rounder. Some people don't have him in the first round. So, yeah, he's definitely an enigma when it comes down to where you should be drafted and who's going to get him. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And so there's also a young man that uh, I will say has a, he's very near and dear to our hearts and he should be uh, available in the draft and let me get he's from michigan let me let me make sure i pronounce his his name correct uh we coached him and he is coming up available in this year's draft josh wallace i want to see what he does you know he's a he's a he's a young man that we happen to see and and coach and he played quarterback for us and yes, he, uh, he turned into a, a awesome DB, and mm-hmm. so he is eligible for the draft. So home talent, want to see where he goes and what he does. So we'll be rooting and definitely checking out uh, what Josh does. So big shout out to Josh Wallace and his upcoming uh, NFL dream coming. PFF ranked two seventeen. Yeah, cornerback, yeah. Michigan, six foot, yeah. one ninety. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's I'm I'm really I'm at the, I'm at the position group stage. Like, I got a few okay. names on my list. I mean, of course, you know, you uh you spoke to some of them already, but um I'm gonna just speak from a position group real quick, um just to just to kind of you know lay the land out. Okay. Um, there's a few position groups here that are highly regarded in the top 100. Okay, um, I'm looking at I'm gonna start with cornerbacks. Corner, no, I'm sorry, receivers. Receivers have 18. Guys ranked in the top seventy-five. They they did say is a very deep wide receiver draft this year. Right. So again, different body type, different styles. Who runs fast? Who's switchy? You know, who's Quentin Johnson versus who's A. Flowers? Let's let's see. Let's Ooh. see this year's guy. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at that heavy. You know me. Um. So I'm looking at that heavy. Um. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this tackle delineation because this is said is a really highly 
uh, talented tackle group, like offensive okay. tackle. Okay. So who's going to be the guy that's going to be a, a flat-out tackle? Who's going to be a guy that's going to end up being a guard? Because it's always that. Like, you yep. get a lot of guys that play tackle in, in, in college, but they end up being kicking in the guard in, in the league. So yep. all these guys, because I think they got they have 12 in the top 75. Right? Mm. 12. And tackles. Okay. That's not O-lineman, period. Just tackles. So mm. are these okay. guys legit NFL tackles based upon how they look on the field, or are they guards? You know, yeah. he's 330 pounds. He only he runs a 540, and he don't move that well on the field. He's going to be a guard. He's going to be a guard. Yes, sir. He's going to be a tackle. So I want to see, you know, guys like Joe Alt. You know, and guys, uh, you know, I think the kid, um, I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm going I'm to I'm try to say it slow. So I mean, I'll get it right. <laughs> Talisi, Talisi Fuyagi. That hope, I hope he's from he's from uh, Oregon State. You did six a lot foot, better than me. Six foot six, three hundred thirty four pounds. He's, they say a, they say he's a tackle. He's a junior. That's what they say. That's a grown man. That's what I'm saying. So then you got J.C. Latham from Alabama. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what he can do. Um, you know, and again, there's a few other names here, but I want to know the, uh, these guys legit tackles. I think we can all agree that. I think Latham and 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 Alt has the best shot of being tackles out of the gate. Alt is right. six eight three twenty two. That's crazy, but um, but yeah. But are these guys legit NFL tackles? I'm I would argue that the guy from Oregon State isn't. I mean, three hundred thirty four pound tackle. Let's he plays right tackle, maybe. Definitely <laughs> not left tackle based on his build. I'm just going right. to be real about it. Right. Um, he's super agile, super quick. Like like we don't like we don't we've never seen before. But just the this the dimensions kind of gives me pause about having him play left tackle for me. A Panay Sewell. Right. But he Panay Sewell's a right tackle. He's not in the yeah, left anymore. Right. So that, uh, that whole idea. So I'm looking uh, Jonathan at Jonathan Ogden. Yeah. I'm looking at the tackles to see who's real, who's the legit edge, you know, tackle, or he's going to kick in the guard. Um, looking at looking at the wide receivers, of course. Then I'm looking at the cornerbacks. The cornerbacks have, I want to say, 10 and in, in the 10 or 12 in the top 75. Mm. So okay. and they all get this, they're all above six feet except for one. So you already wow. got a bunch of big corners and a bunch of highly rated corners. So I want to know who's legit and who's not. Because I think right. the Chargers are in line. They, they need a cornerback on top okay. of a few other things. So if we do pick a cornerback in the first two rounds, I want to see who that guy is. So I'm looking at that. So so I think the biggest biggest position, Chris, I'm really focusing on is the uh, the tackles, the uh, cornerbacks, and the receivers. And then as a, as a quick caveat to this particular dynamic in the last three drafts, I'm again looking at edge rusher because I'm seeing a, a decline in edge rushers in in going from college to the league. Really? Yes. Because okay. name me a guy outside of maybe Will Anderson who was rookie of the year this year that's really popped for you and being a dominant edge rusher in in his first two or three years in the league. Mm. It, it, it ain't many, if any. Right. And I'm seeing the idea and the issue with being unrefined as an edge rusher. Okay. Because it used to be a day and a time where edge rushers came in and they were relentless on working on their skills, their moves, their 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 counters, you know, to being blocked. Right. And I'm I'm finding out that a lot of guys are just you trying to use athleticism to get home and speed or, and speed to get home versus flat out using my rips, my spins, my clubs, my you know my my up and unders, my you know my any any type of you know, I guess you could say refined pass rush move that they can get them home. They're not using it. I'm not seeing yeah. it from these young guys. Have so, more than just one move. Exactly. So I need to see a guy that has that. I got it. They've really been truly working on his skill set 
on, on being not just being big and fast, but not only being big and fast and can get give you one one or more things to focus on and worry about when it comes down to how I'm gonna beat you as a tackle. Because okay. I'll be honest with you, you know, speed and power and, and quickness ain't gonna get you but so far with these elite tackles in the league. Yep. You know, guys like Rashawn Slater, Pade Sewell, Trent Williams, just to name a few, are gonna eat you alive. You just rush them with, with straight power or or or, or speed. They're, yeah. just, they're just gonna run you around the bend, and you're never gonna get anywhere. Right. So you gotta have something else in your bag outside of that. And I haven't been seeing it. And these guys have had a lot of notoriety come out of college, and they have not yet have hit in the league, and they've gone different places, kind of disappeared. We haven't yep. seen. It. Yep. So that's the last position I'm really looking for honing on, honing on on. Is there any of these edge rushers going to pop this year? And okay. how, how well they do against the, in their bag drills? Do I see the the uh, the the hand extension? Do I see the 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 arm work? Do I see the different moves that they want to try to employ as they work through the bag drills? That's mm. what I'm gonna see. So if they do any okay. of those things, then I'm I'm on board. And I'm kind of they'll be on my radar. But but I'm I'm finding that the the idea of being a, a refined pass rusher is kind of falling by the wayside, and I don't like it. Good point. I don't like it. Good so. Oh, that's pretty much where I'm at. I think the safety group is pretty thin this year. Um, linebacker crew is always going to have a, a bunch, but again, linebackers, much like running backs, don't get drafted high these days. Right. Unless your name is Jack Campbell. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so that that's that's pretty much out the door. But yeah, I, right. definitely, you know, tackles, corners, wide receivers, and uh, edge rushers for me. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah, man, this has uh, been a good show. I uh, appreciate everybody that's been hanging out in the chat uh, throughout the entirety of the show. If you catch us on a replay, uh, leave the comments in any of the segments and let us know how you felt about it. Uh, we'll try to respond to you in short order if you have any questions. Uh, and uh, if you need to reach us, as always, we are here on different platforms and different social media sites. Locked on David Sports on Twitch. Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. We are Locked Out Divas on Twitter and Locked Out Divas Podcast on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so. So ready to get notified when we go live. And if you need to email us, email us at lockdowndavidsports at gmail.com. So until next week when we have more combine coverage and a bunch of other news for you, as always, live and direct with Sports Talk. Episode 140 will be live next week, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. That is Coach Kirk. I'm Coach Davis. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.